Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Well, welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. This is Michael Rice, and uh, Jeannie's having some technical difficulties. Today is Monday, August the 15th, 2016, and we're better than halfway through the year in rock and roll. We're actually in chilly Ozarks today. It's only 72 degrees. Last night went down in the low 60s, so we had a pretty cool evening last night. Sit outside and you need a sweater. How cool is that in quite the literal sense? Gee's having some difficulty getting the chat room to open at this moment, and so uh, we'll be patient with her, and we'll just say that uh, we're honored and delighted that you're here to share this space with us as we uh, move forward in our understanding of first century Aramaic forgiveness and all of the corollary tools that have been developed around that particular technology. It is truly a technology of the mind, and uh, so, what should I say, unsettlingly different than what our culture teaches, that it takes some time for people to even start to comprehend what the process means and how it's done. Uh, We did our opening of the nine-day intensive last night, and there was a young man there who was sharing with the group that uh, since uh, 1998, when he came to Heartland, he has been doing five worksheets a day and is coming up on his 20th year next year of uh, five worksheets a day at uh, Julie's, with Julie's support and assistance. Julie, I'm not sure. I think she's probably at about 26 or 27 years of five-plus worksheets a day. Now, some people start doing worksheets, and after a day or two or five or ten, they go, oh, well, I've done enough of this. I'll offer that you haven't done enough yet. When you realize the enormity of the task, the the task that we're really inviting people to do with this work is to roll back the lid on a thousand generations. Last night we watched the uh, video as part of the opening, The Ghost in Your Genes, where science is now starting to study and understand what uh, the ancient Aramaic technology understood fully, and that is how emotions, thoughts, feeling patterns, ways of behaving are passed from generation to generation. In fact, at the end of the video, they're asking the question as scientists, gee, I wonder, wonder what this is, wonder how this works. If they had the brain cells, and if they had the first century Aramaic technology, they would see that a man named Yeshua 2,000 years ago was not a religious figure as he's been painted to be. He was a technologist. He was a geneticist. He was a psychologist. He was not a theologian. He was a physicist. He was a physiologist. When you start tying all of those things together, and I feel very blessed. You know, my background originally is in electronics, with a side study in physics, and then as a result of the need to deal with my own health issues, I went into studying naturopathic medicine, and then was blessed enough to come across the ancient Aramaic technology of forgiveness and the first century words of Yeshua, which describe 
more than we could ever imagine about the actuality of how this energy system called the body-mind unit works and how to remove from the structure those instruction sets that activate or hide genes away and create anomalies in human behavior, in human emotions, in human physiology, including all diseases. Uh, it's, it's not a very um, profitable technology. So the, the folks who uh, profit on uh, keeping people sick, you know, if you take a look at the pharmaceutical industry, I just uh, posted on my Facebook page a report from a researcher at Harvard University that's uh, reinforcing and telling us once again that uh, over 100,000 people a year die from properly prescribed drugs. And, of course, there are billions of dollars made from, uh, from those people dying. And it's, uh, it's a big wake-up call to start to realize that the profit motive runs the game. You know, sadly, the pharmaceutical industry has, it appears, very little interest in healing anybody. What it has is an interest in gathering customers. You just have to look at the latest ad on television that... Um, creates auditory and visual links that cause people or tend to drive people to using the the drugs that, in the end, heal nothing. No healing has ever been done by a drug. Certainly, symptoms can be treated, no question about it. You can ameliorate a symptom. You can make people feel better, but... If, uh, if you don't hand them healing at the same time, then, of course, what creeps up is what they call side effects. And there are no side effects to drugs. Every drug is a disease disguised as a cure. And what's called a side effect is simply another disease caused by the interference in a system that already is suffering from interference. If your mind is capable of hostility, fear, rage, guilt, grief, pain, drama, and trauma, then you have interfering signals that will cause your genetic structure to act in an abnormal way and create abnormal conditions physically, mentally, and emotionally. What Yeshua had 2,000 years ago was an understanding of that and a tool for removing the anomalies. It's called forgiveness. You'll notice that we live in a culture that basically says, well, you did something really terrible that caused all this pain inside of me, but it's okay, I'll forgive you. I'll let you off the hook for what's going on inside of me. And my offering is that nobody has ever caused anything to go on inside of you. If it's in you, certainly somebody has shown up to trigger it. That's a guarantee that the world holds. You hold an energy and because of what's called the law of resonance, how energy fields work, somebody's going to show up and bring that up for you. But when you live in denial, and our basic principle of denial is that when I think or speak, this is a tough concept for people to get, when I think or speak, and so something outside of me is the cause of something inside of me, then I have to hide or dissociate from that which is going on inside of me. When there is an instruction set, it's called the epigenome. That word epi means above, the genome or the genetics. Something runs the genes. And that something is, lo and behold, let's listen to the opening words of the book of John from 2,000 years ago in the Aramaic language. Do you think it really says, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh? And it was speaking about a man? No, it didn't say that. What it said in Aramaic was, in the beginning was the mind energy, and the mind energy became flesh. Now, let's come forward 2,000 years and listen to cell biologist Bruce Lipton, who says, when you think a thought, you create a molecule, the non-physical becoming physical. That molecule, called a neuropeptide, circulates around in your structure till it finds a cell with a receptor site that matches, inserts itself in the cell, and the cell begins to function according to that instruction set. That's called the epigenome. 2,000 years ago, Yeshua proffered a piece of technology called forgiveness. And that technology is how to remove what never belonged. 
So when you think forgiveness as opposed to, I'm going to let you off the hook because what's going on in my life is all your fault, you convert your mind to, oh, I've got pain inside of me. This is saying something about me. I think I'll remove the root of my disturbance, my upset, or my pain. And when I remove the root of my disturbance, upset, or pain, I've removed the instruction set that causes the gene to create the anomaly that we call the ABC disease or the XYZ disease. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, if you lodge that disintegrative energy in the big toe, you're going to have the big toe disease. If you lodge that disintegrative energy in the kneecap, you're going to have the kneecap disease. If you lodge in the lung, the brain, the heart, then you're going to have the lung, the brain, the heart disease, and there's nothing physically wrong with you. What has happened is that which is above the operation of your hardware called the body has given an instruction set to create an anomaly. The word in the ancient Aramaic for that anomaly, interestingly enough, and be careful about you know taking on the Greek idea here because this has got nothing to do with what the Greeks taught. The word that represents an anomaly in the human system or an energy that doesn't belong is the word sin. It's an archery term. When you fire at the target, the scorekeeper yells sin. That's all. And so when you put an energy in that doesn't belong, it, it becomes a literal molecule that is an instruction set to your cells, whether it's in the big toe, the, the kneecap, the lung, the liver, the heart, or the brain, then that tissue is going to change literally its reflection of the energy, its structure. Always there is something back of and superior to what's happening in physiology. When you understand that, then the skills must be developed to change the content of the epigenome. It's called forgiveness. The technology is on our website. If you want it, it's free. Come and get it. Please go to www.whyagain.org, whyagain.org. If you look over on the right-hand side, you'll see a whole set of social media links. The bottom one is YouTube. Click on that little red and white square with the arrow in it. It'll take you to our YouTube channel. Look for uh, a video that starts out. It's got the uh, icon for it is a blue picture of the world, you know, the, the shot of the blue planet from space. And the title is ACIM, What is the World? What is Forgiveness? It'll begin to lay the whole process out for you. Come back to the main page, and up in the left-hand corner, you'll see the words. The first words on the page are Start Here. Click the Start Here button, and that will walk you through a whole set of links for how to. And I don't care what's happening in your body, your mind, your emotions, your relationships. It does not matter. It is all energy. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because it does matter. The energy is what becomes the matter. Mind energy becomes flesh. But whatever it is, should you choose to develop the skill, and here's what we're inviting you to do. Every energy that comes into your structure through every generation is stored holographically in every cell, including the sperm and the egg. Were you to conceive a child tomorrow, that child would have in its structure every thought you've ever thought, every feeling you've ever felt, every reality you've ever engaged in. What we're really asking you to do, what we're really suggesting, and this is why people quit, is because when they start rolling that, that lid back, you know, the Greeks said, oh, my God, don't open Pandora's box. You never know what you're going to find in there. But what they didn't tell you is if you don't ever, ever open your Pandora's box, your unconscious, then the whole world becomes like Pandora's box. Forgiveness rolls back the lid and allows you to start to face deal with and develop the skill to remove everything that never belonged. So that's our purpose. That's what we're here to do. When you click on that start here, the first words on the page of the home screen, a whole series of links open up. And it'll take you through uh, chapter 24 of my book, free download. The whole book is free to download in many languages. It will take you to the 
worksheets. Uh, there's a whole series of worksheets. We suggest you take the first one on the list and start to work with that and then go to the third link and that third link will give you a whole series of, well, overall the most important shows we've done and I think now 17 different links each to a one-hour show where we've walked somebody through the whole forgiveness process. So we're here to support you in understanding that and really, truly putting it to work. It will take time. You will have to confront everything in your mind that goes against it. There will be challenges. It's not Dr. Feelgood. But I'll offer you that. It does not matter what's going on in your life. It is all energy. It is all frequency. With the right tools, it is changeable. Nobody on the planet has come close to what this man put together 2,000 years ago. And I certainly feel blessed with the fact that, you know, I happen to choose a path in the electronics world. I happen to choose a path in, in the physics world. I happen to choose a path in naturopathic healing. And then when I found Yesha, I had the brain cells to go, oh, my God, this isn't about religion. This isn't about theology. This is just about how the energy field works. And so we're here to support you understanding that putting it to work in your life, and I think perhaps I heard Jeannie in the background. Are you there, sweetie? I am here, and so is Dr. Tam. She jumped off and, awesome. and got the chat room in, and, and uh, so we're both on here now. And Fabulous. this is Miracle Monday, and I spoke with Vernie when I went down to the heart center, and she said she still couldn't remember exactly what it was, so maybe wait till next Monday for her. Okay, cool, cool. Yes, you know, uh, it, it skipped my mind uh, being out here doing errands. That it is Miracle Monday, and so the topic is Course in Miracles, and we just gave a synopsis of exactly what the Course in Miracles is about. If you, if you haven't touched into those books, you just heard a full description of exactly what it is. There are only two places on the planet that I've found an exact and specific description of the process of forgiveness and how to do it. One of them is in the ancient Aramaic teachings of Yeshua, and the other one is in A Course in Miracles, only two places on the planet I found the technology. I don't know anybody else that has it. It doesn't exist as far as I know. And the whole idea of A Course in Miracles is to recognize that when you shift energy, you shift everything. And if you hold a newborn child, you know exactly what human life is. You know exactly what you are designed to be living as. If you're not living as that sweet, active presence of love, then you have a challenge. And your challenge is going to be to be responsible. One of the lines in the Course says, I create the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goals I would achieve. And as this seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you, and all effects of your mistakes will be undone. We've got to stop the insane pretense of the world of blaming everybody else. There's a powerful insight that gets very, very clear in the Course that also comes from Romans in the New Testament, where Paul writes, Beware you who judge another, for that in which you judge another you have been guilty of practicing. So you see through the brain cells you have, and when you see a world where this person's this way and that person's that way and that person's that way, and you have disturbance about it, the reason you have disturbance is because you're seeing the world the way you are, not the way the world is. Does that mean there's nobody out there doing any kind of aberrant behavior? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But what it does mean is, it's none of your business as long as you're in pain or turmoil. The way Yeshua said it 2,000 years ago was, why are you trying to take the speck out of your brother's eye while you have a beam in your own? You know, what's going on with you? So does that mean don't reach out and offer support and healing and correction to your brother? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But it means if you're in pain, if you're in turmoil, you're in pain or turmoil because of what's going on inside of you. If you deny that, then your mind will make up a whole world of pictures. You know, the Course talks about 
the world you see, and repeatedly it says, the world you see, the world you see. The world of visual perception is made up of what is firing inside of us. It never shows us anything outside of us. It only shows us what's going on inside of us, although if we're in denial and dissociation, what's going on inside of us will be turned into pictures that we make to look like somebody else, and then we can live in the satisfaction that it's all their fault. Forgiveness says, collapse that perception. The technology of forgiveness is how to collapse that perception. Bring forward the active presence of love and bring the underlying sin, that is energy that's off the mark, to the presence of love, and that energy that's off the mark simply begins to dissolve. And you're free of it. It's as simple as that. Not always easy. Because you've been taught, I've been taught, we've all been taught through a thousand generations that it's all somebody else's fault. You know, if you've ever said, you made me so mad, you, you really hurt me, you upset me, you disturbed me so much, that, that really created upset for me. Every one of those statements is a statement of denial and causes my mind to dissociate from what it is that I need to heal. I can't heal what I can't touch. And I can't touch what I hide from myself in my brain's image of someone else. And especially as you get closer and closer to someone, they're going to show you deeper and deeper parts of your mind. So we're here to support the understanding of that whole process and to move in a direction of truly living as the awesome presence of love, facing and processing out anything that's less than love. And we define processing in this work as the ability to hold love, conscious, active, and present, when something less than love comes up. So that's what we're here to support you in doing, and we're honored and delighted that you're here. Dr. Tim, how are you, sir? What's exciting in your world? Anything to share with us today? Um, I am well, and uh, things are busy, blessedly busy, and uh, I'm, I had all kinds of things at one point in time earlier in the weekend and the day I thought I'll share these things and right now my mind's kind of blank so welcome to Miracle Mondays (laughs) a shift in perception it's a miracle (laughs) I know that sometimes you know especially you know early mornings is I usually take a little bit of quiet time and and that's when I usually get my direction for the show and uh, if I don't write it down you know four hours five hours later it's like oh that was so clear. That was so important to talk about. Where, where, where did it go? It's gone. And, you know, it's, it's another demonstration of this, the vibratory nature of the mind and whatever's firing in brain cells at any given moment is, uh, is what's real for me. And that's why I've taken, there's a, a really cool little program I have on my phone called Evernote. Simple, inexpensive. Well, actually, it's a freebie, uh, or you can do their upgraded version, but I just, I have a section called radio show and whenever I'm moving through my day and it comes up to, uh, to put that into the show, I just make a little note in the radio show section and go back to it. So I've got it to, uh, to count on because when, you know, when we're in the middle of an intensive, there's a whole other energy going on. We're in the middle of, uh, we got a problem with an air conditioner or a water line or, you know, <laughs> different vibration takes over the mind. So I certainly understand that one. Jeannie, do you have anything to share? Anything exciting? I know your uh, your ladies' intensive is filling up. Um, no, not really. Just uh, attempting to get things done. I'm working on the, the database this morning so that I can send out a, a blast about what's going on, attempting to get a hold of the people in St. Louis to see if that's going to happen. And then my computer decided it didn't want to hook to the Internet, so that gave me a little... Uh, opportunity. <laughs> and, uh, opportunity to breathe and forgive yeah. frustration. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, we've got this awesome cloudy day. It's now 74 degrees, just a beautiful day. 
uh, here in the Ozarks, it's cloudy, but the green, there's enough light coming through that the green is just vibrant. I'm actually driving down the road as we speak, and it's vibrant and beautiful and uh, just a, a sweet space we're heading into. Last night, we did an opening to the nine-day Why Is This Happening to Me Again, and Jeannie is doing a, uh, a four-day Women Healing Women intensive in September, starting September 15th up in Michigan, and I think you've got three lady spaces left, three residential spaces, if anybody wants to uh, fly into Lansing, Michigan, and uh, join you for that intensive. And of course, we're uh, in the uh, second day of our nine-day Y intensive, and at the end of this, we'll be doing a three-day personal code evaluation training, and then we do a... Uh, the 16-day Laws of Living starts on August 29th, and if anybody's ready, it's going to be a small, individualized class with the size of the group. You know, with us not having been on the road the last year, our summer at Heartland is uh, pretty small, And uh, but it's interesting, last night, uh, everybody in the room has taught or is teaching. It's very small group, but uh, I, I just was kind of, I hadn't thought of it before, but as we're sitting and everybody's introducing themselves, like, whoa, this is a class just for teachers. That's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see where the energy goes. I'm actually just driving into Heartland, and for those who've been here, there's a nine-acre piece of land up at the top of the hill that's part of Heartland, and the uh, there's a one group. Excuse me, I just knocked my phone off the dash. Michael, are you there? Hello? I don't hear him, but I hear you. Are you there, Jeannie? And now Jeannie's not there. So, Jeannie, are you live? You went off the board. So I'm assuming that I'm on, and we're looking for either Michael or Jeannie to rejoin us. And Michael said, excuse me, I knocked my phone off the dash. Jeannie, are you back? I am. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to Michael. I heard him say that he dropped his phone off the dash, but then he just kind of vanished. Yep, and and it says he's still on the switchboard, but... Maybe his phone has gone into a the irreversible mute position. <laughs> that happens sometimes for sure. But there was something so, he uh, said he was he he saw something that he was driving into the property. Um he was talking at the top of the hill we have uh I'm not sure how many acres is up there, five, six, seven acres. And there's a group in the area called the um Ozark Neighbor something yeah it stands for it's one group and so michael told them they could use that top field and so they have planted popcorn and sorghum and i think soybeans and regular corn i'm not sure what all's up there but it's absolutely beautiful seeing it as a full garden and it's well up there hasn't been uh reestablished yet it's it doesn't work it needs a new pump and so God's been watering the garden for them, and it's doing better than any other garden that the one group operates. And so it's just beautiful. So I'm sure as he was driving in, he was just going to talk about how pretty it was and, and the I did, awesomeness. I did talk about it, honey, the whole time I okay, was talking about it. Okay, well, we heard you say you dropped your phone in the floor, and then you vanished. <laughs> that was it. Well, uh, when it when it dropped, the, uh, the whole button kicked in. So I've been talking away to myself. I hope it was good. <laughs> oh, well, what can I say? And we do have a caller. Oh, great. Let's say hello to our caller. Let's see what's happening. It's area code 816. You're on the air. Hi, um, uh, Michael G. This is Chuck. Hey there, sir. Hi. Yeah, we were just talking about on the you. High yeah, I was out working on the high tunnel, and I just came in, and I I was listening to you talk when you got cut off, whatever was going on, and then and then Jeannie was telling a little bit about up at the top of the hill, and 
I'll, if it's all right, I'll just I'll elaborate a little bit. If, oh, please uh, do. If, yes, I'd love it. Chuck is in charge of the project up there. Yeah, we have it's it's roughly two and a half acres that we have planted. We have we have a little over an acre of popcorn. This is all organic. Uh, um, oh, I thought it was more than that, but mistaken. An acre of popcorn, uh, mm-hmm. and then we have. Um, about a half acre of dale, which is a variety of sweet sorghum that we have planted, which is doing very well. And then we have a non-GMO organic soybeans, which uh, the deer have been feasting on. I'm not sure that we'll get any crop off of that because they've been keeping it pretty well trimmed down. But, um, yeah, the crops there are doing very, very well. Uh, we're, we're real pleased with it. Uh, um, and we also have a phenomenal crop of rocks that we've been working with. <laughs> I think I told you about that, so... Um, but I would like to. I no, we don't even have motive. to fertilize the most, do we? No. <laughs> uh, I would like to put a plug in for our group. It's the Ozarks Neighborly Exchange, and there's a group of us that I call the Four Hands. Um, myself, uh, John Kruger, uh, Jay Jacobs, and uh, Bill Barnes. That we're all we're all part of the one group that we we raise sorghum, uh, sweet sorghum, and we process it. Uh, we have an old time mill. It's a it's a Chattanooga number twelve free roller vertical mill that's horse operated, and then we have a, a, a sorghum pan, what's referred to as a continuous slow pan that we we cook the juice down to syrup, and uh, this will be our third year. But that what I wanted to say is our website. We have a website that was our neighborly exchange, and and uh, uh, it's primarily used as a forum, which there's a link there to get to the forum. And then we also have a Facebook page, it was our neighborhood exchange. But we have a um a fundraiser going on on uh, GoFundMe and it's it's to raise fund we had to we are in the process of having a new new pan made, a sorghum pan, stainless steel. It's quite expensive. And then in Theodosia we're 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 constructing a building uh to cook the sorghum in and this year it's Probably not going to happen, but in the future we're planning on having a sorghum. We're going to call it the Sorghum Song Festival in Theodosia. And anyhow, anybody that would like to support this, uh, our, our GoFundMe site, uh, if you go to the Facebook page, you should be able to find a link to that, um, and you can donate. You can donate if, if you'd like. And we, we'd, uh, our goal is seven thousand dollars, which is really uh, uh, pretty conservative for what what we're doing when it's going to end up costing you. Anyhow, I just wanted to put that in, so thank you. That's awesome. I didn't know that that project was happening, so I'm glad you informed the whole community, and uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing how that all develops and supporting it. Sure. Well, thank you. And and um, uh, I I would say if, if uh, I'm pretty sure I don't get on the Facebook page uh, real regular, but if you scroll down through it, uh, there's a link to the GoFundMe site for the for the sorghum. So, um, I think I think there might be one on the uh, either on the forum or on our website too. I'm not positive about that. So, but uh, and the Facebook anyhow, uh, page name is Ozarks Neighborly Exchange. That's plural Ozarks Neighborly Exchange. Awesome. Very cool. And that's that's the Facebook and then our our. Um, our web page is the same. It's OzarkNaturalExchange.com. Fabulous. Uh, but we, yeah, the the way it's looking this year, we're going to have quite a bit of sorghum. We have uh, on our property, we have roughly uh, an acre planted of of honey drip, which is an old time variety. And then in town, close to where we're going to be cooking the sorghum, uh, we have about a half acre that we got that some people are letting us use. Uh, that we have another old time variety called the sugar drip that we have planted there. And, um, they're, so far, those are all doing very well. Fabulous. Good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the contribution you make to the community and uh, to everybody in our neighborhood, and including the, uh, the two different kinds of basil that you gave to Ari this morning so that we could make pasto. Well, enjoy it. We, we have lots I've of definitely it. I planned to. That, that we can keep you supplied in, in basil pretty easily. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, mucho, mucho gracias. You're very welcome. Thank you. And I will, uh, I'll sign off. All right. Appreciate you. Blessings. Lots of love.
Well, that's cool to hear. I uh, I guess I uh, I don't have much of an eye for acreage. <laughs> what can I say? It looked like more to me, but I guess uh, some of the uh, the lot. I was just figuring on the fact that the total is nine acres. So, but I guess some of it's kind of down around the corner and not so visible. But great, great to have that report and uh, to see what's happening here in the Ozark. Several people are. Uh, developing and building high tunnels, uh, which is being funded by the state. And uh, they're uh, developing with the idea of rebuilding the soil and uh, creating home markets and homegrown food. So that's pretty good, too. Pretty cool to see how many people. We know several people now who've done that, including Chuck's putting a, a, a huge, huge high tunnel up. i uh, have to get over and see that, Chuck. We haven't... Uh, seen it as yet in its uh, advanced stage so awesome to watch what you guys are doing over there so Jeannie anything else happening in the chat room or anybody else with a hand up no it's all quiet if we want to go back to um, Course in Miracles maybe yes as a matter of fact, that's my plan. So one of the ideas of the, uh, the course is that when you realize that the names that you have for everything that you see are not accurate about anything but that you see because nothing you see exists the way you see it, then the Course really offers that words are not a pathway to the truth. And when you realize that words are not a pathway to the truth, they're simply a pathway to create communication in a world where people have similar brain cells, therefore similar images of the world. You know, there's an interesting uh, story you can, you know, Google and read about, but when the explorers first went to the coast of South America, they would land and they'd be in their huge wooden ships, you know, sitting right there on the, the water's edge. And when they'd get communicating with the natives, the natives had the brain cells for small, you know, hand-operated boats. And so they would ask them how they got there because all they saw were these people in small rope-type boats rowing in and, like, where did you come from? And the explorers would say, right there, look. And those who were looking could not see the tall ships, the sailing ships, for them, they weren't there. Now you say, well, wait a minute now, Michael. Come on, that's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous when you realize how the mind really works. We've been lied to. The only reason you and I can see a tall ship is because we have the brain cells for a tall ship. These people had no brain cells for such a thing. So, so when they, their eye would receive the energy the light energy bouncing off of the ship, but because there was nothing in the brain that recognized the tall ship, their brain could not generate the image of the tall ship. Couldn't do it. And, and it points to a very poignant principle that the Course offers over and over again about the world you see. And at one point it says... The truth cannot be spoken in words. And the reason is because all of our words are about images in our minds. And the images in our minds are not what's actually there. So when I look out, when I think I'm looking out, what's really happening is light energy is bouncing off an object and hitting my eye. My eye converts into an electrochemical frequency. And if I have the brain cells, then those brain cells fire in me and they produce a picture that's painted on the inside of my eyeballs. Your eyeballs are not two-way devices. They don't let energy in and energy out. They receive only. 
the images you see, and, and let's go back to, we've talked about this several times, but, you know, we've been teaching this for decades. Yeshua taught it 2,000 years ago. But the CIA is teaching precisely the same principle. If you go on the CIA's website, they have a book that they've written, and God only knows how much money they've spent to, uh, to study perception. And what they say is the mind does not record reality. The mind generates reality. So we have words for everything that our mind generates realities about. But we don't have words for what's actually out there. So, so what's actually out there cannot be experienced through words or through the pictures that your mind creates. That's a tough thing to get a hold of when you're living in a world where pretty much 7.5 billion people go, oh, well, you know, that's silly stuff. I see what's really going on out there. No, you don't. You don't. You always see what's going on in here made into pictures. And so if you look at lesson, let's see, what lesson number is it? Part two of lesson 121. Worlds, words will mean little now. We use them but as guides on which we now do not depend. For now we seek the direct experience of truth alone. So words can point in a direction, but they can only point. They are not the experience. They will not give you the experience. They will not accurately describe what's actually happening in the world. And the thoughts behind our words create feelings. And so if we hold all kinds of thoughts of sadness and fear and anger and rage and guilt and drama and trauma, then we feel anger and guilt and rage and drama and trauma, and we think the anger, the rage, the guilt, the fear, the drama, and the trauma is caused by something happening out there. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you heard somebody who was an upset say, you know, when you said thus and so to me, that brought up so much rage in me, and I realized that I need to learn to own my rage and to forgive it. Would you support me in that? No. What What is the last time you saw somebody enraged? What did they say? You enraged me so long. You went crazy. Big shift to be able to stop and go, whoa, I'm responsible for my rage. When I take responsibility and I collapse the effects of my rage, which is what forgiveness does, then I have an opportunity to experience the world as it actually is, the truth as it actually is. And here's the kicker. When you experience the truth as it is, your physiology will be so overwhelmed with the presence of love and bliss and ecstasy that you will not be able to imagine you're in the same world. And you won't be in the same world. That's the miracle So here in this lesson, they're talking about moving toward a direct experience of the truth rather than depending on words for it. So this lesson goes on to say, and again, it's lesson uh, 221, part two. It says, the lessons that remain are merely introductions to the times in which we leave the world of pain and go to enter peace. Where is the world of pain? I would offer that the world of pain is in your genes. Your genetics, if they hold frequencies that are off the mark, or what the Aramaic language called sin, then your pain is sourced from there. It's in your mind. It's in your emotions. Now, if you come from a family system and a culture that has had the belief in a th- for a thousand generations that the pain is 
exerted on them from the outside, then you believe it's exerted on you from the outside, and it will be a huge piece of learning to stop and go, Oh, I think I'll take a breath. This is an inside job. This is happening inside of me. And when you utilize the forgiveness process, you will begin the collapse of the world of pain. And at first, for most people, there may simply be a fraction of a second where that peace is experienced. If you will continue to do the work of forgiveness, then that fraction of a second will become a larger piece of the second and a larger piece until you perhaps will get a full second of that experience. And then two and then four and then eight. And you'll find that you value living in that presence of love and allowing the ecstasy of that to be in your physiology, then letting your mind run on the old family system of pain and trauma and lack and disease and suffering. It's almost inconceivable. It's illogical compared to what we've all been trained to believe our whole lives. And when you think about it, you hear that word illogical. In order for the energy of bliss to run your system, it's got to lodge in your system. It cannot lodge in a system that's filled with rage and guilt and grief and fear and sadness and victimhood. can't do it. There's nowhere for it to lodge. It's, logical means it can lodge here. It can land here. The energy's got to be able to land here. The energy of the truth of what's happening in the world cannot land in a system where there's no landing pad. The work of forgiveness, the building of the brain cells, you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago and he says, you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Now, I think we're safe in assuming most everybody in his audience had what we called physical eyes and ears. wasn't what he was talking about. But just like the fellow who's standing on the shore looking at the tall ship and can't, his eyes are looking out, but his brain can't generate the image because he has no brain cells. For most people, when they first hear this, and if they won't stick around the work long enough or choose to put themselves in an environment where they do a deep enough level of work, they'll go, well, that was an interesting fantasy, but we know that's all garbage because I live in the real world. Well, my offering to you is if living in literally physiological bliss in your life, where you are now isn't logical to you, then you've got to create a landing pad for that. You know, Yeshua said it this way 2,000 years ago, you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. You've got to have the brain cells. The person standing on the shore, the, the uh, South American natives standing on the shore, looking at these rowboats come in and going, well, I see them. We, we have canoes. They're kind of like that. So I can I got the brain cells for that. But that, how do you, you just came out of nowhere. Their brain could not generate the image of the ship. No brain cells. If your brain can't generate the image and the understanding yet of if I hold a newborn, I experience the active presence of love, and that's my true identity, that's the truth about me. And if I collapse... All of the generations, and this is what forgiveness, first century Aramaic forgiveness does. If I collapse all of the generations of rage and guilt and grief and fear and hatred and vengeance, then what begins to happen is literally flooding my physiology is this sweet presence of love. Then I have to at least take time each day, if I want it, to develop the brain cells for something different. Forgiveness weakens the brain cells that contain 
the hostility and fear. Standing in the practice of active present love strengthens the brain cells for that experience. You are designed, custom designed by a creator called love to live in that love. Now, when you start doing that, you're probably not going to be a very good commercial servant. And people who are making money from you being a good commercial servant are, you know, they're not going to like it. I can remember I had three businesses, I had 60 employees, and I woke up one morning and my guidance was, Michael, you know, you've been doing this work now for six years, you've been playing in this business world, it's time to walk away. It's not what you're here for. I'll tell you, everybody in my family thought I was nuts. I had my penthouse apartment. I had a Mark III. I had an Eldorado. People said, you're crazy. And I'll tell you that, back then I had nothing compared to what I have now. The world would say, well, show me your Mark III. Oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't even think about putting money into something that silly. Well, show me your penthouse apartment. You couldn't put me in one. You couldn't convince me to invest in such a silly thing. We have a teaching center we come back to each year, and we work our buns off to bring it into shape each year to do our intensive season. And we'll close it down, shut the water systems down, go on the road. It's a lot of work. But I'll offer that compared to back then, over 40 years ago, when people said, wow, success, man, you got it rocking here. I would say, make mine vanilla. Not the least bit interested. Thank you very much. to have the opportunity to touch people's lives that are swimming in rage and guilt and grief and fear and offer a hand up that says, you know, you can walk away from that and you can create a different life. is pretty awesome. And that, I would offer, is where the real value is. And Jeannie, uh, we're down to, what, about eight minutes, seven minutes now, so... uh, is there anything happening in the chat room to be aware of or anybody with a hand up? We do have a hand up. Oh, great. Let's say hello. Area code 808. You're on the air. Hello. This is Roma. Hey there, young lady. You sound like there's some energy moving for you. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that you were talking about rage. Hmm. Did you just get an opportunity to learn to forgive your rage? That's awesome. Well, it was Friday morning, and uh, as soon as it happened, I stopped everything I was doing and ran for a worksheet and and did it. But uh, the weekend has been... Nature detox of rage, eh? That's, That's a good thing. Not, well, not I really, really been, uh, very I ha- happy in the physiology, is it? No, no. And uh, the the worksheet uh, resolved it to some degree, but there was a sensation left in my guts after the worksheet. And then I spent the whole the, So you're probably awakening to the yeah. sensation of what you've been holding in your gut. Yeah. And your gut bacteria aren't very happy. And now yeah. you're listening. Yeah. As I've said before, the healing process isn't Dr. Feelgood, but wow, that's an awesome opening to have. Oh, the week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know. I know. It's uh, not often I feel that kind of rage. But ever since then, I've felt nothing. I've been completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Brought up a Always. lot of fear to look at that level of uh, of intensity, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So 
think back to your power person, and if you let yourself feel and express at that level of intensity, what does your power person do? Breathe. Um. Was there any physical hitting as a kid? No, I I don't think so. No. Uh. Was the message well. given of how unacceptable that energy was? Rage. You mean rage? Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the first time you remember experiencing rage? Well, I remember anger on on that day that. My father took me to to the canal. When he got angry, I felt angry. But Mm -hmm. rage is different. It's a whole other level. Yeah, rage is different. (laughs) Yeah. It's opening the floodgates to your whole genetic structure and generations that go beyond what you would individually do. It's like calling forth all of the generations. And remember the... The story of the Jews wandering in the desert for 40 years. How did they get out? The generation died off. So this cause, these causes are what need to be forgiven in order to be freed of that and the pain that goes with it. (laughs) And always underlying rage is pain because rage is just another addictive drug. And it came up immediately when I started doing the worksheet, but it is so bad that I just went numb all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) So that sounds like awesome progress. Not finished yet, as we said. You know, it's a process. Not Dr. Feelgood. Takes time to go through those layers and let them unfold. So it sounds like underlying the rage was a lot of grief. Yeah. Grief. So just breathe into that grief. And know that all over the globe, there's a whole community of people right now that are really spraying the active presence of love towards you and supporting you in dissolving that rage or the need for it and the underlying grief that demands it. You know, it's not it's not logical to let to 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 hurt that bad. And I think rage is the is the uh, self protective reflex. No. But here's what it does. Here's what it does. Breathe. Breathe what into did you it. Say? Be with it. Well, I can't hear what you're you saying. Say. You're safe. First of all, you're safe. Yeah. Okay? This is all a memory of pain. So let yourself yeah. be with it. And we're down to 90 seconds, so we're going to have to move through. We'll keep holding this space when the show's finished, but it's going to cut us off in 90 seconds. But, but yeah. to just notice that. It's okay to breathe into that, let it soften, and touch into what underlies it, and keep bringing love present. Bring love present. Bring love forward. Bring love present. And as you do that, and I suspect trouble finding love. Yeah. I don't want to love. I don't want to love anything or anybody. Yeah. So don't don't ever love anybody. That's a good piece of advice to give yourself. Yeah. Never love anybody ever again, and the truth no. is, you never have, so it doesn't really matter. But oh. let yourself experience yourself as the presence of love. 
Think about the time you've held a newborn. The newborn isn't loving you. The newborn is love. You need to recapture your being love. Is that something you're going to do to somebody? That's all a fraud. You need to recapture your newbornness. Okay. The truth of who you are, and it's going to cut us off in in eight seconds, the truth of who you are will dissolve all of this pain. Unfortunately, I have to say, we'll keep holding this space. Blessings. Right. Thank you. 